0: But you don't start with a blank canvas. Mm. You start with clear marching orders from the Lord. Go into (laughs) all the world, preach the gospel, baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and then teach them to observe, right? Or teach them what I taught you. Like, okay, you you don't have to get, you don't have to be like, oh man, we got to come up with the most creative thing possible. (laughs) Like, here it is, like, Go go do it. Great. And, and and the gospel, right? The empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the gospel message being the power of God that leads to salvation, go do that.
1: Welcome to the Stream Roots Podcast, where you'll learn how God's unchanging truth can be applied in our ever-changing world. Through conversations with pastors and ministry leaders, you'll be encouraged, equipped, and challenged in your walk with Christ. Stream Roots is designed for pastors and leaders in the church. It's helpful for all people. And now your host, Pastor Mark Hospital.
2: So glad to have you join us for this episode on casting and creating vision. With me is my friend and producer of Stray Roots, the John Blosser. John, welcome. Thanks, Mark. It's good to be here, buddy. How is early October treating you?
1: Oh my gosh. I don't think I've been this happy since last early October. This is the best time of the year, man. I love every
2: second of it. You know, we're here in Michigan. Yeah. I do like the apple orchards and the donuts yeah. and all that. The only thing that gets me sad is it gets so dark so early. So it's going kind of, to it get dark at like 730-ish, and, and then I know daylight savings times right around the corner, yeah. but anyhow. So I don't mind fall. I just mind the darkness.
1: Yeah. You know that's what they make flashlights for, and you know. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> like the sun. All right. Yeah. Today, today we have a special guest for this episode. Joining us is Pastor Josh Combs. He's a friend of Streamroots and of, of us over here, and he's had some really good episodes in the past. Be sure to check those out if you haven't heard them. He's the pastor of the River Church, and uh, Josh also is the president of the cam- of the River Camp. Where's that? We just found this out. out. President Josh. El Presidente. That is not in the script. (laughs) Where's
0: the camp at? Uh, it's called New Life Camp. New Life Camp Camp
2: in Rose City, President Josh. We're so glad to have you here. What's going on with you? Anything new in your life? I am
0: this is my last episode because you said the president. (laughs) You said president.
1: Mr. President.
0: Mr. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, I'm good. I um I don't love the fall. I I I like Stop. I don't, man. I uh, the, the, the darkness is just terrible. You too, huh? It just means winter is coming. Hello, it's not that
1: fall.
0: I've come to talk to you again. Uh I it's it's the the fall this means winter's coming. If it was fall mm. into like a meh, mildish winter, great, but it just means the frozen tundra is coming, people locked down. It's dark by what seems like four o'clock oh, in the yeah. afternoon. You go to
2: work and it's dark. You come home and it's dark.
0: Ugh. So, yes, but that's it. I, I can, man, I like donuts, so you had me on that one. Yes.
2: And the apple oh, cider.
1: I should bring yeah. you in donuts next time. Dude. I did, I dropped the ball on that today. I am
0: sorry. Okay, I'll come back
1: and do okay. it. good Next time. Deal. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite kind of donut? <laughs>
0: Dude, I'll eat any donut. Any I'm donut? All right, I'll, I'll bring you the yeah, game. Hey, look at me. I have not had a, made a lot of donut discerning decisions. <laughs> oh,
2: and I will take the extra. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our discussion. I want to read from the book of Acts. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 4, and this is what God's word says. Now there were in the church of Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menian, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they had laid their hands on them and sent them off. Now, I've never seen this passage used for teaching people how to craft vision, but it's a great one here in the book of Acts. The church in Antioch was filled with amazing men and women, strong leaders and teachers who were, were found in abundance in this place. They had a vision to go out and share the gospel with the nations. So where did they begin? They began with prayer and fasting together. The Lord then set apart Barnabas and Paul or Saul for the work of ministry. The whole church got behind and supported them and sent them out. This looks very different than what is found in many of our leadership books today. Well, there's some really helpful things out there. We need to recover how God designed us to craft and create vision. There are many practical steps to take, but we can never lose sight that vision ultimately comes from God first and foremost. So how do you craft vision for your church? What are effective ways to do that? How do you get buy-in from other leaders and church members? Does vision start from an individual or is it found as a team? We're going to answer these questions and more on this episode of Stream Roots. Josh, why is having vision so important for pastors and churches and leaders? What do you think about that?
0: Well, uh, thank you. I know I'm snarky about being here a little bit on that, but I am happy to hang out with you guys. It's always fun. <laughs> We're glad to have you here. Um, vision is crucial because it answers the question of why. Uh, and I think for a lot of pastors in the busyness of ministry or the busyness of just life in general, um, and people have busy lives as well. So what is the church supposed to be doing? And I think for a lot of people, they don't really know, or they have an idea that isn't really rooted in Scripture or isn't really rooted in you know, God's design for the church. And so it, it's necessary to create, here's, here's what we're trying to do. Here's, here's why we exist as a people. And a couple of weeks ago, I was reading something from Kent Hughes and it was so exhilarating is probably the right word, but I feel a little dramatic saying that word, but it was exhilarating because it was just a call to be thrilled about the church again, what we get to be part of this, this greatest institution ever. And so for me, that was just, just kind of relit a fire for me or rekindled a fire. Uh, about the church. So when I when I think about that, why is it so important for pastors and churches to have vision, it's because churches need to know what they're trying to do. And it gives them the power of, yes, this is what we're doing, and no, that's not what we're doing. And so a lot of churches they they don't have that. And so I I just thought about that question over the last, you know, week or so since you sent me the script. Just vision is answering the question of what we're doing, what we're running after. Vision is seeing where you want to go and plotting a course to get there. And so without a course, without a, without a heading, I guess you could have a heading, but without a course or a plan or some sort of steps in place, you're just dreaming. And I think a lot of pastors can get stuck in that, dreaming about you know, reaching their city, or dreaming about being multi-site, or dreaming about church planting, or dreaming about all these different things. And it's great. That's great. We should all be dreaming about what God might be doing in us and around us and through the people. But if we're not, like, okay, let let's let's seek the Lord, and let's let's start heading in that direction. We we may end up somewhere different along the way. There may be some twists and turns. But well, let's start heading in that direction. So let's start budgeting with that in mind. Let's start training leaders with that in mind. But if you don't have any of that, it's all reactionary. And so I see a lot of churches who are reactionary to new trends, or I see churches who are so stuck in, this is the way we have always done it. And then the next generation has no idea why you have done it that way. And then the previous generation, you can even ask them, why did you do that? Well, the previous generation did it that way. So it's like no one knows why the why for anything anymore. Have
2: you, have you, have you ever told you the story of the guy who his wife, when she make Thanksgiving turkey, she would cut off the ends of it? You've told me this. Okay. Yes. All right.
0: There are family stories. There's a, a family story uh, in our family of uh, like, like shredded weed or something. Why did you do that? Why did you, why did you rinse it in water or something? I don't know. That's what my mom did. Uh, no one knows. No it's like, just what you uh. did. So I think a lot of that exists in the church, and vision is a clear heading. It's, it's as a leader seeing, okay, here's where we're going to go, and we're going we're gonna to plot a course uh, in that direction. So I think it's, for me, it's, it's do or die for a church. If you don't have a vision of, of answering the why, what are you doing? Yeah. Why don't we have a whole ton of other things to do in life? Like it's, there's no, there's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of excitement. There's no rallying cry. None of those things.
1: I would agree with you. I think, um, you know, if you look at, you know, the qualifications for an elder in you know, Titus chapter one, you don't necessarily see vision as one of the qualifications to be an elder, especially lead pastor or anything like that. But yeah, man. If you, if you aren't actively pursuing something and you're, you know, how you described it, you're just dreaming about all the different things that you could do. You're there's, there's no feet to the pavement. You're just
0: there. Well, we we'll, we're going to get to this question as we go through, how do we effectively cast communicate vision? What's the steps in creating a vision? Paul and Titus one had said, the reason I put you here was to set what remains in order. Yeah. And I want you to appoint elders in every single town. And so there was already the here here's what you need to be doing. And there were those qualifications there. And then there's the fleshing that out um on the on the ground level, if you will, with the older men teaching the younger men, the right. older women teaching the younger women. There was the the fleshing that out And chapter three, remind them of these things in the past and the present and what's going on. Yeah, so Titus knew like Here's why I set you here. Here's the vision, if you will, if we can call it that. Right? Here's the vision for what you need to be busy doing here on, mm-hmm. on Cyprus. Right? Yeah, I'm certain. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah and and yeah, Nehemiah is a great book. He he just saw Jerusalem was in sh- you know shambles, and he just got a vision for it. And I like at least for we describe here at the lakes. I like to describe this to people. I do this for all of our discovery class. Once a month, we have new people come in and people are like, well, what, what's your vision? What's your, you know, what is this? And so the way I describe it is, is a mission. Every church's mission should be the same because who's the leader of the church? It's not Mark Pospisil. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Josh Combs. It's not John Blaster. Who's no. the leader of the church? Jesus. There we go. He's the head of the church. And so our mission comes from our leader and his mission is really clear. At the end of, end of Matthew, go make disciples of of right. Yeah. And you know, repeats it again in Acts one. So the mission of every church should be the same. Now the vision for every church is going to look different because you're unique and you have different things and different opportunities and different places and different cultures and whatnot. And so we the way we describe like here mission's this and but our vision what makes us different is our vision right is is to be a church not on the line and and then so spirit like what does that mean and so so we 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 talk see even got you got that you're like what does that mean um but but we talk about what that means and what that looks like and how we flesh that out into our, our what we do as a church and how we approach our community as well
0: what does that mean i'm all i'm i'm all ears right now
2: you're intrigued aren't you everybody's always intrigued like what does that mean to be a church not on the line how will we come back to it
0: Oh my gosh! All right, fine. Here we stash. go. Gosh, that
2: was that
1: was a perfect segue, and that concludes this episode of Stream Roots.
2: Well, well. So real quick, I'll do this in like thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, a long time ago, we there was a really influential pastor at our leadership team drew drew a, a thing on the board, a line, and said, "You got to pick what kind of church you want to be. Do you want to be a discipleship church or do you want to be a seeker church? And you got to figure out where you want to be on this line." And and it was again. It was great, great man, great all these all these things. Really good. But afterwards, to to a man that we were with, it was like, man, we don't see ourselves on that line. We can, we want to be in the fullness of grace and truth, the fullness of reaching people with the gospel and also making disciples. Mm-hmm. So so that's how we 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 talk about that. Oh, that's great. So it fleshes out, and then we spend an hour flushing that out. But anyhow. So that would be, that's how I talk about it. But, and then we share like the specifics of why we do and how we're doing those things.
0: Yeah. I think the church, <clears throat> I don't know if I would create the same, the nuances that you drew through vision and mission, which is fine. Like we we can work through the work through that. It's not like an argumentary thing, but for me, like I look and go, the vision, Jesus lays that out. And I'm, I'm always so puzzled by church visions or church missions that have no grounding in the scripture. Like there are a lot of great books. Like I was sitting in here, you know, before you guys got here and just kind of glancing across the shelves, there's a lot of great wisdom to be gleaned from, you know, all wisdom is God's wisdom. So great businesses, but great churches and church history and great biographies and, autobiographies those are inspirational but i'm always i just scratch my head and go jesus is the lord of the church how how are you describing the church in bizarrely unbiblical terms like that's just strange i just don't understand that and so i think the the caution for creating a vision is um are you just going to get in a room with some smart people, maybe some business guys, some engineers, some, some entrepreneurs, or whatever that's great. Like whoever God's surrounded you with, but you don't start with a blank canvas. Mm. You start with clear marching orders from the Lord, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptize people in the name of the father, son, and the Holy ghost, and then teach them to observe, right? Or teach them what I taught you. Like, okay, you, you don't have to get, you don't have to be like, oh man, we got to come up with the most creative thing possible. Like, <laughs> and here it is. Like, go, go, do it. Great. And, and and the gospel, right? The empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The gospel message being the power of God that leads to salvation. Go do that. Oh. So Gosh, that's great, man. I just just shocking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the part that I really struggle with. You know, in my own in my own heart, is looking at the church and going, man, it's really. Clear. Now how you do that or how you necessarily package that, if you will, or express that in verbiage, I think that's where contextualization is important. Um, but the the vision mission, the, the the marching orders from the Lord of the church, there they are. There they are laid out in black and white in the scripture. So I think taking that pressure off guys, you don't have to come up with anything from scratch. Nope. You don't have to, like, it's, it's really, it's really wonderful. Now, how you, as we'll go through these things, how you cast that vision, how you, you know, um, you know, excite people for that is a whole nother thing. But I think (laughs) looking and going, okay, I got to come up with something like, nah, you don't. Jesus did that. You're you're, you're good.
2: And I actually have been in, I've been in some of those meetings and I, I do not like them. And I've never seen a mission, a vision statement or whatever you want to call it change anything because it's just words on paper mm-hmm. No, I've seen people cast uh, hey this is what God's calling us to do let's go and serve or give that, that, I've seen that change but like you spend so many times crafting and trying to wordsmith and it's like they're just words on a paper like I don't you know that, that I think some of that's could be important but to your point like let's not lose sight of what's happening here and what vision truly is and how it actually changes because because again if you go to this let's think about this next question what happens if we fail to have vision you know and because you can we can rely too much on it as well, but what happens if we fail to have vision if we're just existing?
0: so no one knows why you're doing what you're doing yeah, the why the the why no one knows um you know churches are are historically at least in my experience hoarders of stuff and programs and verbiage and all of these different things, so in any of the the mergers that we've been part of you whether it's a church that's still alive to a certain extent or whether it's a church that's really just died, you come in and you see really, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but you see almost what it's like a church mausoleum. Like you can see like, okay, this was the, this was the Sunday school program that they launched and pushed for. And, And then you can see in shelves of, of material and then you can see, okay, this is what they were pushing for with students. And then you can see like, Okay, here was the latest campaign. And there's nothing wrong with I'm not dogging, you know, dogging campaigns or curriculum at all, but you you can see it all laid out and then you can see the the style stuff. Like I love like one of the, I have particular rooms in my head that I imagine, like walking into youth rooms. You know, if we paint this room neon green with like an an angled looking orange stripe or something, like we're gonna we're gonna win students to Christ and I'm not dogging people's efforts on that but you just when you you step in years later you can see sometimes decades uh in one particular building that I'm thinking about you could see the history of the church for 100 years and what they had tried and what they had invested in and and and, and all of these different things And those are great. I mean, we're all working in the local church, you know, pushing for things and dreaming about things and setting goals, and those are important. But if you do not have an overarching vision, what are you doing? Why? Like, why do we still do that program? And I think a lot of times it comes down to, well, we do that because so-and-so gave this amount of money, and if we If we don't continue doing that, they're going to be upset and they'll stop giving and they'll leave the church. And, and to me, those things come down to a, like a leadership failure of saying, thus says the Lord, Mm -hmm. like, here's the Bible. Here's what Jesus wants for us individually and collectively to be doing. And so you're going to have people that have their hobby horses. You're going to have people that have their sacred cows, but Coming back and saying, "Hey, here is the vision. Uh, here, here is what Jesus wants for our church." And then, like you talked about, you know, looking at vision and mission, you know, slightly different. Here's the mission for the church, and then here, as as elders, as a leader, here's the vision for how we're going to accomplish that mission. And that may not include something that we've done for the last twenty years, or ten years, or five years. I and mean, we we've talked about those different things with you know trunk or treats or egg hunts or things and it's like, that's okay. You can, you can move on for that stuff. So, um, so I, I think again, coming back to answering the why, if you don't have a why, if you don't declare that why you're doing something or the vision or, or, or what God's called you to do, then the people will start to do that. They, they will start to fill that vacuum and that gets crazy. That just gets crazy. That's why, um, I think leadership can be too heavy-handed and too... It can be abusive and all those things, so I'm not advocating for that. But that is... God has not structured things to be anarchy. You know, you could take... What's first Corinthians 14, everything's to be done decently in order. So there's there's an order. There's a structure for how God wants the church. So leaders have to take that really, really seriously, but they also don't have to come up with it from scratch. So it's like... <laughs> Hey, here we go. It's, I mean, it's not idiot proof, but it's pretty clear. So
2: tell me two things here. Where have you seen it fall off the rails, like the people filling the vacuum? And and then where have you seen it been successful at the river? Like you maybe just casted this vision. People through prayer, people got behind it. Because cause I love what you said there about a mausoleum. Um, it reminds me, I've read uh, something from Ray Ortland probably a decade ago. And he talked about a church's life cycle You, a movement, a monument, or a mausoleum. Mm. And, like, you know, God's desire and plan and vision for the local church is to be a movement where He's working and souls are being saved and church is being built up and people are being made in the image of God, uh, of Christ. And, and so, but then we get caught into a monument and we look back like, mm-hmm. Hey, why is that youth room green? Well, I was like, you know, I was the heyday of our youth room mm-hmm. in like the 1970s. <laughs> so it's like, it becomes a monument of what we used to do. And when we're always talking about what we used to do, then eventually you become a mausoleum where at this used this church used to be here, but now it's something else. Right. Or it's just existing. And so, um, where have you seen that where the vision has gone off the rails? Cause you didn't answer the question of why or, and then where have you seen it be successful in, in, in the, you don't have to use the, you don't have to use the example of the river for the first one, but in the river, in your ministry.
0: Um, being clear about the great commission is, is so important. And I, I like what you said about like mission and purpose, you know, purpose statements and mission statements and all those different things. How many people got the mental bandwidth to remember all of that? You know, it's like, I, I forget what book it is in. Um, it, there's, there's, uh, I, actually, I remember what book it is. It's, it's in a Patrick Lencioni book. I think it's The Advantage. And he gives the Dunder Mifflin mission statement and it's just hilarious. So he sets the reader up very nicely, but he's like, you know, I want you to read this mission statement, and it reads like a pretty generic mission statement, and then he tells you it's Dunder Mifflin, and you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. I think a lot of churches spend a ton of energy and effort trying to craft, trying to wordsmith the perfect vision statement, mission statement, all these different things. No one knows it. Um, I, I think one of the best books on vision that I've ever read, and it's a short book, is from Andy Stanley called Making Vision Stick. It's a great book. I love the book. I'm, I don't agree with everything that he does or says, but I love the book, and I think in, it's, it's in that book or maybe in another book on vision. I think he wrote Visioneering as well. But he says memorable is portable. Well, if people can't memorize your vision statement because it's this gigantic paragraph, like, like, I don't know what you guys, I learned the preamble to the constitution and in, in school, I learned the Gettysburg address. I can putter my way through a little bit of it, but it's not like burning in my soul. Yeah. It's just a paragraph that I learned once upon a time. So I've seen that where it's like, we're just going to, we're going to hammer time. People memorizing this paragraph, like, huh? Like who cares? Who, who, care, who cares? So, I mean, make them memorize Matthew twenty-eight. Give give the Great Commission, and then they'll be like, oh, oh, okay, that's that's what we're supposed to do. And maybe for us, we we always talk about the Great Commission, then we summarize it with three words. We want to be reaching, right? Reach, gather, grow, and then we just express those a little bit more. We want to be reaching the world with the gospel, gathering together with the saints, and we want to grow together in the Word. It's just kind of how we express the vision, and I draw that in a. A circle. my staff has seen it 12 million times, but reach to gather, gather to grow and then grow. As you grow in an understanding of the gospel, grow in your love for Christ, grow in your love for his people. You're going to grow in love for lost people. And you're going to go back to reach. So it's not this linear thing. Like you were even talking about Mark, this linear thing where you got to choose. Are you going to be discipleship, hardcore discipleship? Or are you going to be, you know, seeker driven? It's like, no, I, I reject the premise. I reject the line. Like you were saying, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, so I've seen for us, it's, it's trying to make that vision clear so people understand what God wants them to be doing, what they need to be busy about doing. And, um, man, it's, I just, I guess I, this is a terrible podcast. I'm sorry. I sound like an <laughs> idiot, but for me, I look and go, it. I, I look and go, man, it's just right there in the Bible. Like yeah. I'm don't, don't, don't get too crazy.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes the answer is often the most simple and not that, not that I'm, I'm trying to say that the, the Bible is simple by any means, but like you said, you're, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. It's it. Jesus laid it out for you. Just
0: do it. Yeah, you will be my witnesses. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end, ends of the earth. There you go, guys. Yep. And I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, right, John 14? There you go. Who's going to bring to your remembrance all the things. Sorry, I'm dropping everything That's everywhere. Bring in, he's going to bring to remembrance everything that I, I taught you. So I know I taught you a bunch of things. You're going to forget it. The Holy Spirit is going to bring those things to your remembrance. And I'm going to empower you to be... So, I think casting that is so counter church culture. Like, mm. we're going to be about the Great Commission. Well, what is the Great Commission? Well, here it is. We're going to, I got a buddy who's, I think he's even more simple on this than I am. He gets annoyed with all that. He's like, we preach, we baptize, we disciple. <laughs> 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 like, well, okay. And so, it's clear. And people can walk away going,
2: PBD, baby, PBD. What What
0: are we trying to do? Oh, okay. That's what we're trying to do because I think people live um, complicated lives. There's a lot going on in their heads. They, they're, there's so much information, all these different things. I think as simple as we can make that for people and clear. um, That's the other thing I would say I've seen it derail is complicated, like the vision statements, but also just so complicated and, here's our five step process and you know it's like who's who's going to memorize who's going to memorize here's our vision statement here's our mission statement here's our purpose statement Nobody. here's our values yeah. no one knows that now you're just lost in all this information
2: when, one time i was interviewing with a church probably 8 years ago before i came to the lakes and they had gave me all of that stuff and they had a core value list of i think 20 and then they had another sheet with like uh, vision values, and I was like, "What is all of these?" You went to too many conferences because you have all of these things, and nobody, nobody on your staff can do it. And I was like, "Man, that's just what. What is all of this stuff?"
0: Hours, I mean, days,
2: meetings, hours and hours and months and months to put down stuff that really is, in my opinion, some of that. It, it just you lose it in the fray. like who can't you keep it simple? So what we actually communicate every try to do that every Sunday is our, our mission statement. It's to know Christ and to make him known, which is super unoriginal, but it's super memorable. And so what we every every Sunday we're communicating that. This is what we're doing, this is what we're about. And then our vision statement we keep internal, but we cast because I think there's a difference and you can you can push back on me in this. I think there's a difference between like a vision statement and then actually crafting vision to accomplish things.
0: Yeah, I think you can use different words. I think you can use, here's our vision, here's our goals. Sure. Here's our mission, here's our vision. Sure. I, I, again, I think part of what we can say to, to guys that will you know listen to this is, don't, don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. I love how you just nailed it to the wall, John. And you said, it's not original, but it's memorable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We want to know God, and we want to make him known.
2: Okay. Great commission, right there.
0: Great commission. Yeah. We want to fall in love more and more with the person of Jesus Christ. And we want people to know him. Great. Now people can walk out and go, Am I doing that? Am Let I go. spending time getting to know the Lord? Am I working to make him known? I have a buddy who wrote a book called Visible Jesus. Like, am I working to make him visible in my life? Like, great. That's, you're packaging it in a way where people can walk away and go, oh, Okay, sweet. It's great. It's why we don't just stand up when we preach and read scripture from start to finish. We, we explain it. We shape it um, and, and we help people. Oh, OK, we help them digest that.
2: So. OK, good. Hey, I want to come back. Next, ep- can you can you come back for next episode to talk about some of the practical ways of doing this? Kind of lay some of the groundwork here, and we talk about that and the importance of it. And if we don't answer the why question, we don't know where we're going. Can we, can we make this a, a two parter episode? What do you think, Josh?
0: I will do whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> wow,
2: this is great. <laughs> Coming back from Goodridge, <laughs> is that good?
0: I'm totally good, buddy.
2: John, you good? Oh yeah. All right, let me sign off here, and we will we're going to continue this discussion for next week. On, on casting and creating vision for the church and how important that is and what that looks like. So I, I want to just uh, sign off here with streamers to the production of Barnabas Ministries. You can learn more at Barnabas If you find this podcast helpful, we encourage you to subscribe. We, you can find us on all major podcast uh, services, uh, such as Apple and Spotify and all the other ones out there. Uh, if you leave a review, that would be really helpful as well. Uh, we release an episode every Monday morning. Stream roots, strong deep from the living water of God's word.